Life is messy, our minds are messy, success is blinking messy. Join me, Charlotte Hopkins, on the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, where I'm opening up hearts, minds and souls to navigate life's unique messiness. Exploring identity, culture, belonging and success, I, along with some phenomenal special guests, will be sharing my own experiences, as well as impactful theories and top tips on how I help people unleash their incredible potential to take courageous action and build a life that they love. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Gloriously Messy Me podcast with me, Charlotte Hopkins. I am super excited you're here. Thank you so much. Today's going to be a really interesting topic because we're going to be talking about the myth of having it all together. And as you know, the topic is called Gloriously Messy Me. The podcast is something that I feel incredibly passionate about because... As I talked about in the first episode, life is messy, (laughs) success is messy, family life is messy, business is often messy, our career paths are often messy. And one of the common golden threads throughout all of this is this false sense of idea that we have to have it all together. And it's just a myth. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, And one of the really kind of good examples I can give is just launching this podcast. I'm a recovering perfectionist, recovering most of the time. Um, And I like things to look really good, really slick. I like things to sound good and sound professional. And I realized that I had this lovely new microphone and we had set up, you know, this, this room so that it looks as professional as it could be. And then I remembered the wallpaper. The wallpaper is probably not the best thing that I wanted to be recording in front of. So it was really one of two choices. Do I allow it to stop me recording the podcast or do I actually embrace it? And I could have given you a million and one different reasons why I didn't want to do a YouTube channel. So when Paul, who's my tech guy, was saying, we're going to do a YouTube channel, my first thought was, oh, the frown lines, all the snaggly tuff, all the hair, the greys. It was all of these different reasons, let alone the wallpaper and reasons that I could have given myself to not do it. And I don't want you to think that I haven't done that and I haven't, you know, allowed not having it all together or things not being perfect has been a reason for me to stop doing things because it totally, totally has. I've wanted to do a podcast for at least four or five years and have allowed myself this kind of narrative of I'm not quite ready yet. I'm not quite there yet. I need to be a little bit more together. And I realized at the ripe old age of 43 that having it all together is just an out and out mess. Some people are just naturally more organized. Some people are just naturally more gifted in front of the screen. Some people are naturally just able to embrace the messiness and really build that part of who they are. And we all know those annoying people who just seem to have it all together. They're able to get the kids up for school in the morning. They're able to make sure they have a proper nutritious breakfast. Maybe some of you even know people who manage to get a workout or a run in. I am most definitely not part of that 5 a.m. club. Some people are just naturally more organized and more focused and more together most of the time. And I think that's the bit I really want to take from this first episode is that to be fair, life is messy. I can tell you right now that all behind those boxes, 
messy. My house, messy. The thoughts I put down to just keep me on track for this first episode and podcast, messy. I haven't even stuck to them. So when we look at life being messy and the fact that our brains are messy and the fact that, you know, we have messiness in our lives, then the idea that we can have something and have it all together is just not real. So when I look at launching, I want to tell you a little bit more about what happens to me when I can feel this personal growth. I can feel when I'm up leveling as a person, especially in business. So I run a business, which is a training and consultancy company. I am just about to launch a coaching business, which is going alongside this podcast, which of course I'm just launching. So I've got two young children who are 15 and 20, not perhaps so young anymore. I have a hubby. I have a resemblance of a social life. I try and keep fit. Not very often. I go to yoga once a week. Um, Not really fitness, but it's, you know, the best that I can do right now. And every time I launch, every time something happens, I get ill. So I end up with a sore throat or I end up with migraine or I end up, as I did a couple of weeks ago, with this weird problem down my nerve and into my shoulder from my neck to my shoulder which meant that I couldn't really you know move very often um I get a bit irritable I feel this inner kind of mind chimp saying who do you think you are who's going to listen to you nobody wants to know what you've got to say Charlotte so I get irritable of course who do I get irritable with those closest to me I definitely overanalyze everything. I start to process things. That inner perfectionist comes out and rears its ugly head. That person that says, you shouldn't be recording with that background of that wallpaper. (laughs) You shouldn't be, you know, making sure that your um, script is super, super perfect. So all of these things happen. I intentionally make myself busy. So when I'm launching, instead of being one of those lovely people that kind of just glide effortlessly through launches or business proposals or business growth, personal growth, career growth, whatever that is, no, me, make myself super busy. Make sure that I'm so busy that I have no time to do anything in a really collected, meaningful way. So when I look at how I could have my life together, Oh, it absolutely goes thrown out the window because I almost self-sabotage my own success. And I think it's a really normal behavior to do. I talk to lots of my entrepreneur friends. I talk to lots of my friends who are, you know, management and commissioners and working in really high responsibility jobs. And we all do the same. So we constantly making our lives busier. We're constantly out to look at the other people that look like they have it so effortlessly together and we don't. Now, I've worked with probably hundreds, if not, you know, maybe tens of hundreds of people over my 24 year career. And I've worked with so many people to look at creating new habits and to challenge some of that self-sabotage. And really, one of the things I understand is that our brains are hardwired to kind of do the same thing that we are naturally programmed for happiness. We're naturally programmed for contentment. We're naturally programmed for, you know, just the mundane parts of life. Our brains are constantly scanning and what they're scanning for is risk. 
what they're scanning for is discomfort. And that's when we get those flags and that kind of discomfort, the, you know, that rumbling in your belly or that kind of palpitations in your chest. So when we look at having it all together, when our life is all in a bit of chaos, we're constantly on this high alert. And one of the things that has been scientifically proven through the neuroscience evidence is this idea that we build routine and organization into our lives. And obviously having a good sense of humor clearly helps when we've got lots of chaos going on in our lives. But it has huge psychological benefits. And when we look at what those psychological benefits are for just having some routine, just having some organization, I love a to-do list because I love ticking off a to-do list. The dopamine that I get is just a lovely surge of, yay, look at me, I've ticked off two of my five in the list. Um, and later on, we'll be talking in the series, we'll be talking a little bit more about dopamine and how we're kind of addicted to, to creating dopamine um, in our everyday lives. However, what I will say is when we have some structure and we have some organization, not everything is ever going to be set and routined and be able to stick to that time frame. So, yes, we need to have a bit of flexibility with that. But when we have some routine and we're able to work through things logically, we're able to remove a bit of that emotion. And um, for those of you who may or may not have read um, The Chimp Paradox, you'll know that we're able to soothe the chimp. And the chimp is kind of our emotional part of our brain. And when we can soothe the chimp and reassure him that these discom this discomfort or this uh, um, you know, risky activities that we're going to do, like recorded podcast and a YouTube channel, um, what we're able to do is really help to remove or reduce that anxiety, shrink down that stress, remove some of that overwhelm. We're able to, to really understand that the messiness that's going on around us, some of it we can discard, some of it we need to put on the to-do list, and some of it we need to prioritize. And when we're able to do that, we're really able to embrace the messiness which is fundamentally what is such an important part of creating success so what do we do then how do we take action within this so there's lots of research shown around how long it takes to create new habits they're all good and well let me tell you that you can get bored of your new habit in half that time so if it takes 30 days to create a new habit within 15 days you're likely to be a bit bored from that so when we look at taking action and creating habits and routine we need to be aware that motivation is not going to last forever and that we need to have that consistency. And that when we start to get bored, that's part and parcel of our brain and the way that our brain is working to keep us excited, keep life going. So the way that the reward pathway works in the brain is quite simple. It wants us to create new habits, to reduce our stress and anxiety, but it also wants us to find new and challenging situations too, just to make sure that it keeps our reward pathways on our toes. So when we're working with our messiness, then we need to consider what we're prepared to tolerate. Now, I want you to think of this in four separate sections. I want you to think about what is it as a person you're prepared to tolerate? So when all of this messiness is going on, whether that's relationship drama, whether that's launching a new podcast, whether that is um, building and growing your career or going for a job interview, whatever that looks like, what is it from a personal perspective that you're prepared to tolerate and not tolerate? How are you going to help yourself walk away from the drama? 
The second aspect is professionally, what and what is not in your control. So when we're looking at the messiness of life, there's lots going on. There's lots of things that are, you know, vying for our attention at all times. What I want you to really think about is sit back and go, okay, professionally, what is it I can control? For example, I know that when I used to work in offices, one of my biggest frustrations, which would impact my mood almost immediately, was gossip. I hate gossip. Well, I love to gossip, but I hate gossip. <laughs> so if gossip is negative, <clears throat> then it really has an impact on our mood. So what is it that you're prepared to tolerate and what is within your control? And then look at relationships. So look at those who are supporting you. Who is cheering you on? Who is behind you saying, yes, go for it. I know that I had multiple people behind me who support the podcast. Those people who've known me for a while know that I love to talk. So the reality is a podcast was an absolute no-brainer. I have a background of working within training. A podcast was a no-brainer. YouTube, it's been a real challenge. And I've had to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit for that one. Um, but when I look at those relationships that are around me, it was really about who is supporting me and making sure I have those right people around me at the time that I really needed. And the fourth thing when you're looking at that messiness and what you're prepared to really tolerate is very much about the comfort zone. Now, stepping out of our comfort zone is really, really uncomfortable. When we're looking at our personal aspect, what is it we're prepared to tolerate from a personal perspective? It's very different to then allowing ourselves to step into that comfort zone, or should I say that discomfort zone? So there will always be something that people will reflect on and go, oh, I wish I had done this differently, or I wish I'd done that differently. What I would say with understanding where our tolerances, our tolerance levels are, and where we're prepared to push past them, when we know who we are, what we stand for, and <clears throat> what's within our control, we absolutely then know where we can push and where we can pull. And just sometimes it's that little nudge. Talk about the power of nudgery a lot. You'll hear me talk about it if you listen to the further episodes a lot. That's that nudgery, those little micro moments forward they are, those are the golden moments. They are the bits that will make a difference between staying stuck and creating super success. So I would like you to really think about those four things. Personally, what are you prepared to not tolerate? Professionally, what's within your control and what can you turn around and go, not my drama, I'm out of here. Relationship and who's supporting you. Make sure you have at least five people around you who are your cheerleaders, who might not understand your dreams, but are prepared to support you because that's what you want to be doing. And finally, then look at how you can take tiny micro nudges out of the comfort zone and into the, the discomfort zone. When you've got those habits created for organization and some kind of structure, suddenly those micro habits and um, those micro nudges, sorry, don't take a huge amount of effort to do. I would like you to head over to our website and the link will be in the comments. And I would like you to download our uh, Gloriously Messy Me manifesto. I would like to have a look. I'd like to read it and I would like you to take a pledge. Now, if you're wondering what it is, we have a bonus episode which will talk you through all of the 
the manifesto and how you can embody it in your life or how you can implement certain parts of it into what you do as well. But I want to leave you just with this one last point. We all have access to the same opportunities. However, we don't always get to decide quite easily whether we can embrace those opportunities 100%. But there are things that you can do that will really help you nudge forward and create the success that you absolutely deserve. I hope you really enjoyed this first episode. Don't forget to prep, don't forget even <laughs> to press subscribe and tell your friends if you think this is something that they will be interested to hear and listen into as well. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.